This is Performance Time, the show about site reliability and human beings. I'm Stephen Townsend. Hello and welcome back to Performance Time. Happy New Year 2022. Hope you had a good break and I'm looking forward to an exciting new year all about SRE, plenty of content, even got my first conference talk lined up, so that's pretty awesome. In episode 25, I talked about how I was putting together a workshop for defining service level indicators and my thought process around that and what I was trying. It's only been a few weeks, but my thinking has changed quite a bit since then, in large part due to reading Google's book on site reliability engineering and hearing different thoughts from other SREs around the world and their views. Today's question is, what comes first? Do you come up with your SLIs first or your SLOs first? Chicken or egg? Because I'm confused, even to this day, about how to go about that, what the best way is. And I think the answer might be, it depends. But let's go on a bit of a journey and see where we end up. Super quick refresher. And my understanding is that the SLI is the metric. The indicator is the metric. So it could be percentage processor time, for example. The SLO or objective is the specific target we set around that. So we could target a a CPU usage of 70% or less over five minutes, for example. Now that's my understanding, and I continue to this day to see differing uh, definitions of what SLIs and SLOs are continually all over the internet. Something that I've clarified for myself recently is the purpose of SLIs and SLOs. Now, they are all about understanding the service that we are providing the customer. They are black box. They are that first level of understanding to make sure we're meeting our needs, or the customer's needs. What they're not for is identifying and troubleshooting and resolving issues. There are whole other areas of SRE and observability designed for that purpose. For example, distributed tracing. But that's different. SLIs and SLOs are about the customer. So last year in episode 25, when I talked about that workshop that I was trying to come up with to define SLIs, my organic way of working through that was to go, well, first of all, we need to understand the customer, then the service that we provide that customer, then the indicators of whether those services are providing the customer what they need, and then set objectives. Now, that was what I organically did. The Google SRE book talks about SLOs coming first. So identify the customer and the service, then think about what customer outcomes you want, and then figure out which which indicators can tell us about those outcomes. So which is it? (laughs) What's our way of working here? I'm going to run through both of these scenarios using a ridiculous example, as I did previously. But in any case, I think you can't do this work without first knowing who your customers are and the services that you provide them. So to keep things interesting, let's use a ridiculous example. Like I said, unfortunately, my cat Custard, who I talked about last time, has run away. And that may be in part because of the new puppy that we got. His name is Magnus, and he is a cavoodle, and he's three months old. And he is the customer in the examples that I'm going to give. So the service that I'm providing the customer, Magnus, is belly scratches. Using an SLI first approach, 
we might think about the things which tell us whether or not Magnus is enjoying his belly rubs. For example, is he lying down and letting his belly be rubbed? That's an indicator. Is he not biting and scratching me? That could be another indicator. Then, once we understand those indicators, we could set specific SLOs or objectives on those indicators, such as we want him to remain lying on his back for at least 30 seconds at a time. But it's not realistic that this will always happen. So we might say that we want this to occur 90% of the time. We might also set an objective that less than one bite per day is okay for belly rubs. And if either of these objectives are broken, then we need to adjust the way that we're doing belly rubs to provide a better service. With an SLO first approach, we start by thinking about the customer, Magnus, and what we want for him. So when I rub his belly, I want him to enjoy it. I want him to feel relaxed and safe. I also want him to feel more connected with me if I can. So what are the indicators out there that he is enjoying belly rubs and feeling safe? Now, he can't speak to me. I cannot know directly whether or not he's enjoying the belly rub. So instead, I have to find some indicative indicators that provide some evidence that he is enjoying them. For example, we might come back to the same indicator we identified before. If he stays there and lets me rub his belly, that is a pretty good indicator that he's enjoying it. Now, I don't know if you've seen it before, but some dogs kick one of their hind legs when they're really enjoying a belly rub. So I assume... So perhaps that could be another indicator. Once we identify suitable indicators, then we have the extra step of setting specific targets. For example, lying on his back for 30 seconds or more, 90% of the time, maybe kicking his leg in the air, 50% of the time he's getting his belly rubbed. Now, in the process of preparing this episode, I really did get a sense of SLOs coming first. And I think in reflection that that makes more sense to me, it's something about putting the customer objectives first, and it seems to flow well in my mind, which is unexpected. Um, and I'll be trying this approach the next time I run an SLA or SLO workshop. I have to admit that SLIs and SLOs are a continual uh, cause of confusion for me, making sense of it all. It's very challenging, uh, and I'm trying to find answers wherever I can and get clarity. Uh, and a lot of the time, uh, I feel like I'm treading new ground where I suspect that many people are already doing this. Uh, and I hope that in my flailing around trying to find answers that I'm helping other people understand uh, all of this better as well. So that's uh, all for SLIs and SLOs for this episode. I know that there will be more content to come. It's an ongoing discussion and a constant struggle for me. Just an update on what else I'm doing in the SRE space for those who are interested. At the end of last year, we had a, a three-day spike where we built a product. So we wanted to replicate what GitHub did for the Good, Ta the good Day project, where they wanted to find out what makes a good day for a developer to understand their staff and how to make a better work environment. So we built our own Slack bot. And it was the first programming and engineering work I'd been doing for a while, so it was a heap of fun. So what the bot does is provides a questionnaire, and staff can tell us about their day, what did they do, did they work with other people, did they have lots of meetings, that kind of thing, and how did they feel. Then we can store that data and analyze it to figure out what makes a good day um, for the staff at IAG. 
And we built this using Node.js, AWS CloudFormation to create our cloud infrastructure, serverless, which I'd never used before, DynamoDB to store our data, and of course, Slack itself and configuring it. So I actually have another idea where we could maybe use Slackbots again. See, we have when incidents occur in an operations team, usually for the important serious incidents, there are tickets either in, say, Jira or ServiceNow if they're big incidents. But what about the little questions or many incidents that people raise in a Slack channel? We don't track those officially. We don't know how many questions or what kind of questions people are asking, how long and how much effort was required to solve those. I'd like to know more about them. So I thought, why don't we write a Slack bot which gives people a little mini questionnaire to answer to raise their unofficial incident. And that way we can track it a lot easier. And it might give us a chance to provide answers to common questions, for example, as well. So that's all from this episode, the first episode of 2022 of Performance Time. Thanks again for tuning in, and I will see you next time.